Welcome back, everybody. This is Todd Sylvester with the Todd Sylvester Inspires Belief Cast. Um, it is our 100th episode, believe it or not, and I am so grateful that we've hit this milestone. And as I was thinking of this, I've got to do something big. I got to do something, you know, to really have an impact. It's my 100th episode. I got to do something great, right? And so I, the first person I thought of is one of my heroes is Paul Cardall, and I want to welcome him today. Thank you for wow. being here. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Don't set your standards too high. <laughs> Well, you've been on the podcast before, and the feedback that I received from your first one was uh, overwhelmingly just positive, inspiring. Um, yeah, thank you. People who had kids who have who need like a heart transplant or a liver transplant, uh, and people who have gone through all that, and not only that, but also just the inspiration that comes from your music. Uh, just Thank people you. were just blown away and you, well, know, I, you know it's good transplants are good i recommend them <laughs> you, you should only have two or three hearts in your life you know that's right is right and and we're at, you're actually celebrating this is 10 years since you've ten had years. your transplant right yeah i think uh for, for 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 religious people god says change your heart and i took that serious <laughs> so i had a surgeon carefully remove my old one <laughs> right. yeah without bleeding to death and put in a new one and it was much half my age so that's so yes. I'm 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 old, but I'm not. You're not. You're gonna outlive us all. <laughs> yeah. And he was a my donor was a state amateur boxing champion. So I always tell people if I slap him around, it has nothing to do with. Yeah, just it's, a natural. It's, uh, it's memory DNA from the heart. Sorry. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm excited to talk about that. I'm excited to have you on. Um, you know, for people. I mean, and there's not going to be very many. If there's anyone that doesn't know your background, give us a little background on you. Sure. So my life has been in and out of hospitals because I was born with only a half a heart. Yeah. And I miraculously survived uh, from a surgery as an infant. And so I was always trying, I think my mind was trying to substitute for the fact that I didn't have a lot of energy. And so... I discovered music as a teenager and began creating piano pieces just to interpret what I was feeling. Right. That's it. Right. And it wasn't until I started, people started saying, hey, could you play this? Could you play that? And and I started to respond to people asking me to play songs I had written again and again. Right. So that was the motivation to say, maybe this is something I could do. And then um, in college, when I was studying to, to make films, because I wanted to make be a filmmaker, mm -hmm. um, I got offered a record deal as I was pursuing music just on the side. And my professor says, well, <laughs> this is the entertainment world, so you're either not going to make money in music or you're either not going to make money in film. And since you've already got something good going with music, you might as well not make any money doing what you love. <laughs> so, You're like, okay. So I said, great advice. I guess <laughs> no one's going to make any money doing what they love. So I'll choose that. So yeah. I pursued it and it's been amazing. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a ride. If you think about from there till now, it's yeah. been incredible. And, you know, you, you just, you know, recently came out with uh, an album, um, Peaceful Piano. And I was just telling you off air that how... Um, my family and I listened to it all weekend. I've been listening to it for a few weeks now, and I've been nonstop. And, and again, people who know me, I do this hour of power every morning. And again, you know, Paul Cardall's music is always there awesome. joining me because Thank it, you. yeah, absolutely. Uh, you're one of my heroes. 
um, your music. You said, I read something, and we've talked a little bit about this a while ago, but you know how, like when someone plays something really fast and flashy, it gets people's attention, and people right. will run over there and right. figure out what's, but it's not transforming. No, I think we have, we're, we live in a world of YouTube where everything, where people, where musicians are trying to get known and so they, they, they'll show off their skills. And I respect that. I think it's fantastic yeah. that you have the discipline to figure out how to play real fast. And it draws attention to the artist. Right. So my job, my goal with my music is to get out of the way. I want you to have a connection with how the music is making you feel. Yeah. I don't want you to think about me. Wow. I want you to think about you and whatever the universe, God or whatever, needs to give you to heal, to renew, to, to, to find strength and, and, and offer hope to you. Right. So that was the goal is to get out of the way. Get out of the way. So I just, I just haven't found, I started out playing upside down and <laughs> like doing gimmicks on the piano. Playing and, upside down. Yeah. Well, you know, I know what to, you mean. <laughs> to draw attention to right. myself. And then I was like, yeah, I, I don't, I can't, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So we need to go where we feel we're best used. Right. And I think, you know, and I'm glad you said said that because I think <gasps> I think your music does a very fantastic job of that. You know, I'm not thinking of you when I'm listening to your music. I'm I, I feel my heart softening. I feel um emotional. I'm in emotional just even thinking about it. You know, I feel like I wanna be a better father. I feel like I wanna be a better person. Mm when I listen to your music and in several other people, you know, millions probably say the same thing. And I love, I don't know if you, if you share that a lot, but I love how you say that, that you're trying to take the attention off of me. It's not me. Yeah. The music. And, and I really appreciate you seeing that and recognizing that because, you know, there's a lot of people that have suggested that music heals you. Mm-hmm. I believe music is a tool a resource to create an atmosphere so that God universe or you yourself can be healed. Right. And, um, so artists in with what I'm trying to do and enrich you rather than entertain you, I got to get out of the way and let you have your divine experience with the music. And it's been crazy because yeah, in over 160 nations, I've gotten emails from people who were in a very interesting situation, like a young man in uh, Baghdad. This right. was this was probably ten years ago. Uh-huh. I got this email uh, in Arabic, and I had to translate oh, really? it. And I I did Google Translate, so it was very broken. But it said, "I am from Iraq. I work on a U.S. base. My family died in the war. I don't have a lot to live for." I was contemplating suicide and I was walking the hallway where I helped this officer. And as I walked past, I heard a song and I turned back and I looked in the room and the officer saw that I noticed. And he said to me, you know, do you want to listen to this? And he said, yes. And he had him sit down in the chair and listen. And he said, I had this overwhelming feeling that Allah wanted me to live. Wow. 
And so he wow. writes this and says, you know, the music just yeah. was there so that God, his God, mm-hmm. whatever, can can heal his heart. Gave him the confidence to go, yeah, you know what? Life is worth it. Wow. It really is amazing. worth it. So yeah. that's the stuff where it's like. Yeah. I think we were talking again off air about how you said God has a way of finding the people who are hurting. Yeah. And yeah. if we're just doing our part and we're doing our thing, that our stuff will reach those who who are hurting out there. And that's a perfect example of yeah, that. Yeah, not a lot of people. You know, there's a lot of people that are not interested in God. They're not interested in because they've been taught or believe that he has no interest in us mm-hmm. or that he doesn't exist. Right. So call it the universe or whatever. There is this way of of having us internally heal. We have, as you've always said, we have the ability and the power within us. Yeah. The will is the question. Music helps facilitate a desire. Yeah. You know, um, you know, and I was even asking you before because I was curious the difference between, um, you know, if you have the power. To, if you have the power to change, you know, because a lot of people think you're powerless, which is yeah. what you need help. So where do you get, where do you get that? How do you draw on that power in addition to music? Right. That's yeah, a I'm great turn question. I'm turning turn it on this me. around. To, well, to you know, I want to know. That's a great question because I can be inspired. I can be moved. I can be motivated by your music. But then, where this is where the work comes in. What am I going to do with that new awareness, that new connection, that transformation that I was feeling? What am I going to do with it? Am I going to forget about it? Do I just go, oh, that felt great and move and not do anything? Or am I going to make a decision? See, and one of the principles I teach is that we have the dignity to choose. It's one of the greatest gifts we have. So when I feel something... Um, and it's so funny you say this because this is a true story. So we're listening to your peaceful piano on our trip. So and then me and my son and my son-in-law go, uh, we, we sneak away from the family, we go golfing. Well, as on our way to golfing, um, and I'm not going to, I'll say there was a song that came on. It was a rap song. I won't say the artist's name because I don't want to throw him under the bus. But the, the first line in there was them dropping the F-bomb. You know, and and I, I started to kind of laugh and and um, my son-in-law and son goes, what's so funny? And I go, you know, it's amazing the feeling that I felt and that we were feeling when we were listening to Paul Cardall's Peaceful Piano versus how do we feel now? I go, yeah, it's kind of upbeat and flashy like you're talking about. But is this transforming? transforming? No, it's not. And so I'm like, you know, let's turn that off. You know, and and not that I've never heard the, you know, oh, don't ever say the F word. I'm not, I'm not that guy, but it was interesting. And so I made a decision. No, I'm going to do something. I'm not going to, no, I'm not going to do something that I say I wish I did. Yeah. I'm going to do it. And so to me, Paul, I think is making that decision that I'm going to, I actually am going to be a better father. What can I do and get real specific there? Well, I'm going to, I'm going to sit down with my kids and tell them I love them today. I know we're on vacation, but I'm going to go do it. So I went around and told my kids, I love you. So I, you I know that dad. So once you have that desire, you, you make that conscious decision. I'm going to act. I have to act. 
But what happens if how? But but what happens if you know your mindset? You, you you're about to go act. You're gonna go do this act, but somehow there's always something. It seems. Yeah. There seems to be this dark pressure. Yep. To do something different. So yeah. how do you overcome? those obstacles that get you to actually follow through? Yeah, that's a great question as well. We all have that. We all have that roadblock or that feeling of don't go there or, you know, they're going to maybe not accept what I'm going to say or do or what have you. But to me, that is the opportunity to actually do it even more. Like it makes it that much more important to me. Now that takes skill. It takes practice. Yeah. Because there's been many times, Paul, where I said, okay, I, I, I felt inspired and then I'm getting ready to act, and I did exactly what you're saying is, uh, something came up, and I was like, oh, never mind, or uh, it's, no, they're, 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 they won't respond if I actually tell them that, you know, if I get vulnerable with this person, and I run, I run from the opportunity. Yeah. And then I find myself kicking myself a day later, going, mm. why did I not follow through? So, yes, it can be scary to follow through, but that, that feeling you're talking about, or that barrier, it's not real. Right. It's not a real barrier. It's a right. barrier we've made up in our head. That's the right. way I look at it. I, I'm a firm believer in the power of intention. Yeah. You know, Wayne Dyer's power intention. For sure. You know, the secret. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for a lot of people, it's the spirit. Um, and now it's being, they, they're rebranding it and calling it the flow. You're in the flow. Mm. You know, so there's all, but this whole <laughs> concept of what you think what you think really determines everything that you're going to do. Sure. And, you know, I could say the reason I was able to become a successful artist with number one records is because in the mindset, I had a vision of what, what I wanted to accomplish. And I acted on that rather than saying, I just need someone to help me. I need someone to help me. Or, you know, it's like when I'm praying, I used to say, dear God, you know, help me to have a good day. I now wake up and go, dear God, thank you. I'm going to have an amazing day. Yeah. yeah. And that changes the mindset. For sure. Um, so Couldn't agree more. Back to with what you're saying yeah. of over, you know, because I, I do. I, it's an ongoing battle with me of acting on something. You want to act. You want to follow through. You want to do that, in, you know, what you're impressed to do. The question is... Um, do you find it more effective once you've determined to do something to keep it to yourself or do you vocalize? Because I believe there are dark, powerful forces that if they they can't read your thoughts, but they know your actions and they know what you're vocally saying, call the devil, whatever. Right. I think once we vocalize, I think it then becomes harder. What do you think? Uh, great question. I used to think that, but I think a little differently. You know, oh. I wake up um, in the morning early. You should wake up in the morning. I hope you wake up. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's usually my issue. I wake up and the bad I'm, heart. I'm glad I'm awake. Uh, okay, good. But I will I will state my intent and I will vocalize it like an affirmation. Yep, I'll say I taught him full of energy today. I don't hope for success today. I demand it. It's going to be an amazing day. If and this is the honest truth. This morning when I woke up, I knew I was going to be interviewing you. I said, this interview is going to be amazing. The spirit will be there and people will feel wow. Paul's words today. Wow. They will feel this. And I said it out loud and I'm feeling it even right now. And I said it out loud 
Now, I believe that there are those dark powers out there. I, I am a believer of that. But I also know that I am stronger than that. I am powerful beyond measure. God has given me that in my DNA. He's told me that. He tells me that. I don't need to run from that. Now, I'm not saying you run from that. If you There's nothing wrong with keeping it to yourself either. Don't get me wrong. I, yeah. There's stuff I keep to myself. I don't share that. Yeah. And I understand that piece. But usually when I'm really going to stay intent, I'll, I'll yell it to the universe, man. Yeah. This is what I'm going to do today. And it's been really, really powerful in my like uh, in my life, and I've seen yeah. it happen. I really believe when you speak it, you manifest it. But that's, I, you know. <laughs> that, you know, I, I, it's interesting you say that because, yeah, I have struggled with do I vocalize what I want to do on specific things? Sure. And usually if it's if it's an internal battle I'm dealing with, I have kept it to myself. And I, but, but I think I'm going to take your approach going forward. My wife does this. My, my mm-hmm. wife, Tina, she's so aware of choices internally and how to process thoughts and, 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 and turn that into action. Right. She's a, you know, she's a fitness competitor. Right. She says to herself, this is my goal. And it doesn't matter where we are in the world. We will find a hotel near a good gym. Right. Cause it's just, it's already established. She's vocalized. This is what I'm going to do. Yep. And it's amazing to watch because, you know, if I'm not with her, I'm not always the perfect, uh, eater. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll randomly, right. you know, have some carbs that, I normally wouldn't have if I'm with her, but she vocalizes those things and, and it, it's, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. So yeah, I've just been really curious about what your process is. No, thanks for asking. And I appreciate that. And I really do believe we take that gift of choice for granted on a lot of things. I think we, like, like you said, we're looking for people to help us and, and we are there to help people. I get it, but we have to do our part. I, you know, faith without works is dead. Yeah. So faith with works must be alive. So let's yeah. put that to the test. Let's try that. Yeah. And then I really believe when I do my part, people will fall <clears throat> into my uh, my view who actually can help. But yeah. it's because I've been helping myself for a minute. That's the kind of way I look at it. And You're allowed if, to help yourself? Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> fascinating? What I a new concept. I thought you were supposed to lose yourself in the service of others. <laughs> so at the... Yeah. yeah, but you do need to Well, it's funny. Time. I was just, before we met, I was up in a, doing a group of 16, you know, drug addicts and alcoholics. Yeah. And I was telling them these very exact same things we're talking about. Wow. That, yeah, I go, this, you know, we're here at Wasatch Recovery. Wasatch isn't going to fix you. I'm not going to fix you. You're going to fix you. Wow. But as you start working on you, people will fall into your life that are there for a reason. It could be a song they heard. It could be one of Paul's, you know, piano solos that they were like, wow, I want to be alive. Hmm. It transformed them. Now, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do? How are you going to cultivate that? How are you going to keep, you know, motivated around that piece? So, but that, we were talking about those very things. So it's interesting that you asked that question. Yeah. (laughs) So it's an ongoing. Yeah. Daily, Mm -hmm. you know, vocalization and then acting. Yep. You know, you, you and I both are from... Utah mm-hmm. and I have a lot of people that say well if you just stick to you know these certain resources within the culture 
you'll be absolutely fine. You don't need to go out and read books by anybody but somebody that has authority from God. Right. What's your overall? Because, you know, I, uh-huh. this is the thing I love about you, Todd, is I look over and I see all these books that I've read. You know, there's one from Pastor Rick Warren. Yeah. Uh, who is a uh, evangelical pastor in California, and he's helped so many people Boy. discover yeah. their value because <clears throat> they are children of God. Yeah, he's helped millions. My wife used to work for him, so so you know I see that you're yeah you're well, well versed in uh, yeah. I've read that book three times. Yeah. And I'm glad you bring this up, and I hope it's. I I, I didn't want this to be about me. This is about you. <laughs> but I, I'm learning. I want to learn. I want to share, um, and I want to tell Rick if he listens to this podcast. Thank you so much for writing that book, because in that book he has a line in there that I've helped. So I I I meet with a lot of drug addicts and alcoholics who have no connection with a higher power whatsoever. They don't even believe, mm. or. And but a lot of them they go I want to a lot of times but I don't I don't even know where to even start, and there's a line in that book that I use, and he says in that in the there's a line in that book that says, God doesn't have love. God is love, hmm. so I'll write on mm-hmm. the board I'll put God in kind of parentheses but I'll just put let's just call it love for a minute, okay, and then I'll say when you guys were all this tall you know you know one year two years old. Who are you? Mm. And without fail, someone will say, love. I go, absolutely. I go, when my granddaughter, Olivia, walks into a room, she's two years old, she's love. Yes. Okay? Then, how do we connect with love then? If God is love and we are love, how do we connect with love? We give it away. That's amazing. We give away love. It's, and, then that, and then I'll tell my clients, it's not rocket science. So, but we've, but as you get older in life, you know that that innocence is like Chris Christopherson sings about this all the time. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that innocence is gone. You know, he sings that song Sunday morning walking. Yeah, wishing I was stoned. <laughs> you know, he's past. He's like, I, I had a yeah. beer for breakfast, right? And then I had one more for dessert. <laughs> right. You know, but he's talking about how he's just wandering. Yeah. through life and this is Chris Christopherson I mean right this guy a legend but um, Oxford graduate yeah but drifted because his parents told him that if he did music he would be of no value Wow so he pursued music anyways uh-huh. um, and and but he was wandering and wandering and wandering and finally once he stumbled into a church because Emmy Lou Harris had come to this church and he went to this church and like something happened to him and he had this huge change of where he recognized the universe is love that God is love and that he is lovable yeah wow and and then he's anyways he the rest is history with him and uh, uh, but but it's interesting how we have these experiences where we feel so lost and we feel like our innocence, our childhood is gone, and you, you long for that back. But long, what yeah. you're saying is, yeah. we can get. Yeah. How well, much of that can we get back, actually, though? I think a lot, honestly. Like <clears throat> when my granddaughter walks into a room, what it does to me, it's a reminder of who I am. 
can't believe you have grandkids. I know it blows my mind. I can't believe I do either. (laughs) But it's great. But it's weird. (laughs) Yeah, nothing like having a girlfriend in sixth grade, I guess. No. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But I think we can get it back. I think what happens is, is we forget who we are. Yeah. See, we know who we are when we're one and two years old. We know who we are. I mean, we love everything. We love ourselves. We have faith as big as the universe. Kids go up to strangers. Hi. Yeah. How are you? Absolutely. What's your name? Absolutely. It's amazing. It's amazing. But what we do, see, we're born. I always ask my clients, where did we get those characteristics? And without fail, they have to eventually get back to, we were born with them. I go, exactly. It's in your DNA. I go, we learn to think that we're less than, not good enough. Fear. Fear. We become afraid. We become afraid. And, and, and some kids go through trauma and yeah. some really hard times. Yeah. Parents divorce, parents die. Mm-hmm. And I get it. So we start learning all of a sudden that life's you know scary on some levels. And, yeah. But it's about learning to get that back. you know. And that's why I love that line in, in Rick's book that it's, if we just simplify it, man, give away love and see if you don't feel love today. Yeah. Give, if you want to feel love today, go give away. And watch what happens. You're going to feel it. You so, connect. So how on like any given day do you vocalize, I'm going to find one person today to love that I've never loved before? Or how do you, what is your plan? <laughs> Great question. <laughs> um, so I'll, again, I do that hour of power. I end my hour of power. The last five to 10 minutes of my hour of power is I'm writing a letter to someone and I'm giving it away. And I pick some random person that I send a letter to and I just randomly and I just write, hey, I appreciate for all you do, everything you've done for me. I hope you know that I was just thinking of you this morning. Love you. And I put it in the mail. Wow. So every day you're lighting the world just trying one to. One person at a yeah. time. And, and that's how okay. I feel like I'm gi- – and I, and I try to give it away. Obviously, when I see people yeah. and I see you and I, you know, I, I just try to give it that way, obviously, and with my own family and do all that. But I'll, I'll, there's nothing like getting a letter in the mail. I know. Something that's about like getting what a letter. It, it's like having a <laughs> telephone with a cord. <laughs> exactly. People think you're not, well, I got a letter. This is weird. I, uh, <laughs> you know, this conversation reminds me of, you know, when David Bednar, who is a, he's an apostle in the Latter-day Saint, Saint Church, Church, how you right, want to say sure. it. <laughs> so he's an apostle and he asked me to co-write a song with him. Uh, and it's called One by One. And the, one of the things that, you know, we had this discussion about is a lot of people that are believers or just, just not even believe, just good people want to help everybody. They want to help people. They want to love yeah. people, but they get so overwhelmed with the collective yeah. group of people. Like, how do I re, how do I help these people or how do I help this? Yeah. And he said, uh, he said the message of this song is kind of with what you're saying is that you just need to focus on one person at a time, one by one. Right. Help. And and he was talking about the straight and narrow gate. You know, like whenever I hear you got to get on the straight and narrow path, I get stressed out. <laughs> right. I okay. feel like it's, I feel like I'm going to like fall off the, the path into the muddy water. Muddy water. You yeah, know, right. or, or, and nobody from the other side having a party is going to come get me. So, so I'm like, and he goes, no, 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 no. He goes, the door is narrow because we go through it one by one. Gotcha. Meaning every person is going to have this overwhelming one-on-one powerful experience where that. they become more 
embodied with love because of what God or the universe wants to give them. Dang, that's a great, yeah, I've never thought of it that way. So I was like, we're all just rushing through the door. (laughs) It's no, it's one at a time. Just one at a time. Do we, and you know, we have forever. So do we have the patience? Do we, the question is, do we have a patience to allow somebody going through the door? Um, like it comes to like, uh, and I know this is a little bit random where we're going, but like with prayer, right? You know, people who go, well, I, I don't need to pray because I don't get any answers, right? You know, and yeah. and so this concept of one by one is where the person's at the door. Are we willing to wait for an answer to come, right? Rather, or do, are we so impulsive? Do we want it? as fast as we can get on Google and search or are we willing to really wait? Yeah, exactly. You know, it's a great so. question. Yeah. We're willing to wait. I like that. The way you said that though, waiting makes is a lot more worst. sense. <laughs> I know waiting. Yeah. You can relate. There's gotta that. be a fast pass. Yeah. A fast pass to God, like in Disney world. I would hope. No, I wish. <laughs> well, let's, um, and thanks for, yeah, this has been good. Um, I want to talk about your inspiration around Peaceful Piano, the album that was released in August, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Mm-hmm. End of, towards the end of August. Um, talk about that because this is different. You've done s- solos before, but this is a little different. So let's talk about that. Yeah, this, well, this particular album, I want to take, I've got 21 records. So I wanted to take people back yeah. to the heart of why I did this because it is in commemoration of the 10th anniversary of the transplant. Yeah. And I thought, when I just sit at a piano, I did the, well, let me back up. When I was in the hospital waiting for my heart, I would go to the piano at night uh, around nine o'clock and I was by myself and I just play. And occasionally some patients would come in with their parents and just sit and listen. And that I was writing. And so when I did this album, I wanted to go back into that moment I wanted to reimagine I'm in the hospital but now I'm recovered right and I want to play what I feel and so I didn't have anything written I had a couple ideas some themes but nothing really finished and the great thing was it was Oberlin Conservatory which is like Steinway headquarters really for uh, musicians because all the Steinway technicians go to college there to learn how to tune a piano. So you have Steinways everywhere. So for <laughs> me, it was like a kid in a candy store. And oh, I bet. Then our engineer was Michael Bishop, who has 10 Grammys for recording classical music. Yeah. And the vice president of the microphone company, we had a special microphone that we used, uh, ribbon microphones. And just the combination of having three Steinways that were perfectly tuned in a room, a 10-time Grammy-winning engineer, Jeez. and then I was nervous. It was just up to me <laughs> to sound, some, try to make it work. But I was very calm. I went in there very collective and mm-hmm. just started playing what I was feeling. And I didn't feel rushed. I didn't feel nervous. I just sat and played what I was feeling and ended up recording 48 songs. Um, We redid probably about 10 of them twice or three times. Mm -hmm. So what you're hearing is very vulnerable and raw in the moment, like jazz. Right. But it's a contemporary form of classical technique. Um, Okay. 
sound and the music kind of sounds like a you know what you'd hear in an, in an independent film on a heavy subject right it's life changing yeah and we narrowed it down to 18 songs afterwards so it is what it is but it is definitely peaceful piano yeah, and if I if I understand correctly, you, you use no other sound effects or any yeah, type of background nothing. stuff. It's just the piano. Yeah, because my albums have piano and usually a couple strings. Or right. I use the one instrumental album I did. I added nature sounds and some mm-hmm. cello. Right. But never just piano. Just piano. And all natural sounds. Nothing electronic. To fill in space, right? It's it's like I'm sitting there in your house, yeah, on a two hundred fifty thousand dollars Steinway, wow, just playing for just you. Playing. That's what it feels like. But that would be cool to have you in my house <laughs> playing that. Um, I you know I I have to tell the listeners. I, I mean, like I said, I've listened to this a lot, and it really truly is. It's I love how it's real and it's raw, and it really is. It it. I mean, if this doesn't transform you, or at least you feel like you want to be transformed as you're listening to this, I don't know how it couldn't. And I and I think, like you said, you go back to when you were in the hospital and waiting for the transplant, right? And you'd go yeah. play the piano yeah. there. Um, I that had to have been a very surreal type of it's tough experience. It's it's bittersweet because you're going back to trauma. Yeah. And you're, in a way, I was going back and readdressing what I was feeling. Because after the trance, you know, waiting for the heart was difficult. All the things that happened, you know, and you can go back and listen to the previous podcast right. about everything that went down. Yeah. After the transplant, uh, you know, I went into a horrible depression, mm-hmm. feeling like I needed to save the world because God saved me. I felt um, wow. f- mad and frustrated that a lot of my friends who had transplants or that w- had bad hearts were unable to get transplants and they died. And I was in a bad place. I my, my, my marriage fell apart, you know. Um, and so it was not an easy time. So when you go and you listen to this, you hear all of the in a way, the saga of my personal life. And it relates, I think, so much to everybody because everybody has their cross to bear. Everyone is going through, and I wish we weren't, but (laughs) we're all going through these things. But, you know, I honestly have to say that I would not trade those experiences for anything in the world because pain, I use that as rocket fuel to live a positive life. Right. Life, because that is the stuff that you say, you know what, that was my, but let me go make somebody else's life who has pain better because I went through this. I have some compassion. Hopefully now I can, you know, use music to massage those emotions that are painful. And that's why you have so many elements in my music of these minor keys and then it turns into this major almost like each song has a transformation yeah into to hope right because i know and at the moment i thought i'm never gonna get a heart this is taking forever but it it happened 
It happened. You know. And here you are. Do you ever do you ever play a song and when you get done, do you ever go, I can't believe I just played that? Do you ever just go This Whoa. whole project. This is the whole project this felt project that way. Is one of the is probably the defining moment of how did I do that? Yeah. I honestly I don't know how I I don't know how my surgeon took my heart out. Right. And uh, you know, I, yeah. I was dead and he science use science to raise me back from the dead really so i i it's and so like yeah i mean i sit and i listen to the the album and i'm it grows on me because i'm like something happened there that's beyond me Mm -hmm. and i think it's just years and years of trying to create music that's going to benefit individual lives and i just drew on the fact that i want to help people feel their value and how loved they are right and 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 get get completely out of the way and so i'm watching it unfold as we've released the record and i didn't expect to have such great feedback you know it's it's consistently it's still on the charts oh yeah it's still doing great yeah popularity on spotify and pandora and but I think people are hungry for feeling something other than, like you said, when you're, in, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're listening to this music and it's, you know, you're you're not going to a party, right? So, so it wasn't the appropriate get ready to go, right. jump off a, a roof into a pool party, right? You know, it wasn't that. You were looking more for bonding with your yeah. your your sons and and yeah. and having me- meaningful memory. Right. Because it needs to fuel recovery and everything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I loved how just the connection you feel. And again, it goes back to what we were talking about, that love. You know, you know, I think when we express love and we're willing to if receive love, there's no, I guess, more powerful connection that we could ever have than that. And I, I think that's what your music does, Paul, is that, I mean, it just, you feel love. And whatever oh, you want to call that, you. where it's coming from, I, you know, just like that guy in Iraq who just walked by, yeah. just happened to hear something, yeah. just a little bit of it. I mean, yeah. that is amazing to me. It, I, I keep a list of, of people who tell me things like, like I mean, these are kind of heavy, but these are just some of the comments yeah. people are saying. I'm 11 years old. I'm the one who played your song Life and Death at my dad's funeral. I love your music. It makes me feel like everything's going to be okay. Wow. Or my husband was diagnosed with lung cancer yesterday. Your music was the soundtrack in our home this afternoon. It's helping us get through. Dang. Uh, one more. Um... I believe that many, including myself, are kept alive uh, for a reason. I've listened to your music for quite some time. I was homeless, once stuck with my clothes in my car and my phone for six months. I had a job but found it tough to get out of a slump. I had no idea your music, of your music, but I heard a song while I was sleeping in my car, and it changed me. Wow. It's just ongoing. I mean, I have a... Oh, I'm sure you got more than you can even count. But it's like, I have no control over that. 
Right. I have no control over that. I'm not seeking that. Right. But I think I'm I'm a big believer that the universe, God, let me stop saying the universe. God knows each of us so well. He is our father. Uh, he yeah. made us. Mm-hmm. And he knows what we need. Right. Not always what we like. Yeah. <laughs> True. He knows. Let's see. There was a gentleman named Neil Maxwell who used to say, he knows what it is he needs to do to help you become who you were destined to become. So he will put into your life things that might not be comfortable. You might not like them. Yeah. But you're going to learn and grow and be more grateful because you have a rendezvous with destiny. Wow. That's powerful. And I would listen and read his sermon called But for a Small Moment when I was in the hospital waiting every yeah. day. That was my, really? my not my hour of power, but my 20 minutes. <laughs> and it was this moment of I have a purpose. Man. And maybe that's not to make music. Maybe it's just to be alive long enough so my daughter could be born. Because mm-hmm. without the transplant, my daughter wouldn't be born. You wouldn't have your daughter. He, yeah. If you sat down, I bet if we all sat down and made a list of <clears throat> what good has come as a result of us living. You know, your your kid being able to go to school. Your, right. your uh, you know, your parent doing this having this opportunity this opportunity i bet we couldn't even come up with enough things on a piece of paper right of of the value of what's happened as a result of us choosing to live yeah no matter how difficult it is yeah that's yeah i agree you know with all that said um and i already know the answer to this but if you look back on your life paul and what you went through i mean you were born with the congenital heart disease. I mean, you're a miracle to even be alive. You should have died as a young kid. You didn't. You went through all this stuff, surgery after surgery after surgery. You get this transplant. Um, obviously, you went through that depression you talked about, with the extreme depression. We And I think people may not even, you know, he's got his heart. He's got to be the happiest dude on the planet. But you went through this kind of a dark time as well. It, would you change any of that? Knowing where that's you're sitting a, here that's now. That's a hard question. I know. That's kind of a Because within our culture, you're taught not to have regrets. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I have. <clears throat> I may have handled conversations differently. Right. But as far as what I've gone through, I, I don't know that I would have become as... I don't know that I could be able to help the, uh, my other brothers and sisters here on earth right? if I had not gone through those things. Right. Um, you know, if I was, I always say if I wasn't in music, I should be selling pharmaceutical <laughs> <laughs> something because right. it's less stressful and right. I could go fishing. But, um, <laughs> but I chose... I chose something that God put in me. Right. And and so everything that I've gone through is to prepare me. And I think everything we go through, whether it's the consequence of our own decisions or the consequence of others, they 
they they teach us what is important and what is not important and then we have to decide how to pursue it and i think everything i've been through is i want to say i'd go through it again <laughs> but that's too noble right but i right. can say I'm glad that I went through it. Yeah, that's a good way to say it. Um, and yeah. if I have to go through it again, more morphine. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> exactly. And that, and maybe maybe change the word of wisdom. We'll yeah, <laughs> yeah, please, yeah, yeah. So no, that's no very well said and very yeah. well put. I I I I, lo- I love your answer. I like how you said that. Um, I I really believe if you think of even you know your you know, your latest here, The Peaceful Piano, how if it wasn't through what you went through, you wouldn't have maybe have had the inspiration to, you know, like you said, it was just it was just flowing from you and it was transforming and all that stuff. And Every, every album we've done, if you look at every album, it's tied to a cause or a yeah. purpose. Yeah. I, every, like the album before this, it was a Christmas album. Yep. But we focused on the heart of Christmas yeah. It's a it's a commercial record. It's a lot of fun. Sure, you know uh, we got nominated by Gospel Music Association for Instrumental Album of the Year, but it's it's centered on the hymns of Christmas. Right. But it's not it's not like super uh, religious. It's more right. just f- fun and focused. But then you've got like Worth the Souls, right? That I produce, which is a suicide prevention album, mm. and so we took all the top. Christian songs that really speak to the to the to our confidence and to right. our value that we're valuable. And so if you go back in every album, but Peaceful Piano the goal is for you to access peace the minute you push play. Wow. Like you can't buy peace. You can't it it's not automatically just handed to you. Right. But it's accessible. Yeah. And this is one of the tools that I've tried to provide our society with yeah. that says, here's an hour of peace. Yeah. Play it or don't. You know, and I ha- I'm going to attest and testify to our listeners that it, that's exactly the moment I hit play, the first time I listened to it, I'm not kidding you, the first chord, boom, I felt it. So, a- thank you. Accomplished, Paul. Amazing, honestly, truly amazing. Um, I, so what do you, what do you have on the horizon? Do you have any things oh. that you're, I mean, is, oh. I'm in the middle of, uh, <laughs> I know lot, you got a lot, a lot going of on. Things. I, there's, there's an author, JD Neto. We haven't really announced this, but there's an author who's actually writing a contemporary novel based on my, my life. Oh, right on. So he's doing this, Very uh, cool. it'll be out in 2020 called uh-huh. the broken miracle. Wow. Love that. So it'll, it's interesting because he's doing it as a, it's, it's written like a, it's a bio, but it's written like a novel. Right. And uh, when he started writing it, he's like, man, I, people aren't going to believe this stuff even happened to <laughs> right. you. But yeah. it, all, it all did. And then yeah. uh, we're going to create some music specifically for The Broken Miracle. Okay. Very you know? cool. And uh, then keep going. Just keep, keep keep going. Keep Albums are like dominoes. Just stack them up Just and <laughs> let them drop. Let them drop. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, if there's anyone listening to you right now um, who's struggling, 
who's maybe trying to find their way. Yeah. You know, obviously we could say, yeah, listen to his music. That would be good. But what, what advice could you give someone right now who's hearing this that maybe not, you know, wanting to live and they're just in kind of in that headset and mind space? When we, when we are in that state of mind where we are just wanting to just give up, not so much give up, we think that everyone around us would be better off. Mm-hmm. That's really what it comes to, that selfless desire to just get out of everyone's way. Um, because I have faced death so many times, I will tell you, there is life after death. There's, that is one thing I'm absolutely sure of. Wow. And, um, I know that like gravity, um, you do not want to die yet. <laughs> they will put you to work. <laughs> I don't care if you've been good or bad. Uh, they'll put you to work doing something over there. So you do, you're not floating yeah. on a cloud. You're not playing the harp. Um, it is a incredible, amazing place of love and and but that same group of people over there are here. They're here. You have people who love you and they need you and they want you to enjoy this world. Plus, um, again, as joyful as it is on the other side, they will put you to work. <laughs> so stay. Life is worth it. You need to fight for it. I have countless friends that they just give up. Yeah. They just give up. And I have, it's been hard for me because I fight like hell to, to get surgeries and yeah. medication and I, insurance and all these things. And then just people just surrender. Yeah. And I, I get the, you know, the selfless desire and I'm alive because of a suicide. Yeah. We talked about that on our first podcast. And if I could have warned him, I would have, but yeah, I couldn't. So yeah. my, you know, I think people just need to just hang in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would add to listen to peaceful piano. I'm not kidding you. Cause I think people in those moments too are, they're lacking that peace you're talking about. Yeah. They don't feel any peace either. And yeah, it'd be good just to get out of everyone's way, whatever. But they're not feeling peace. And they feel, you know, and I would recommend that. Honestly, I might sound, you know, even a little trivial. No, it's powerful. Music transforms. Paul's music transforms. And I think that's wonderful advice that you just said. Um, you know, life is worth living. And, you know, you have fought for it. You've done everything in your power. And you luckily and blessed with a heart 10 years ago. And here we are on the 10-year anniversary of it. Yeah. And uh, you are a gift, Paul, and you're one of my heroes. I know I've told you that. Even on our first one, you've been my hero for a long, long time. You can even ask my family that I'm a Paul Cardall nut. <laughs> one day, <laughs> one day at a time. It's hard. It's hard for us all. Yeah. And I appreciate I appreciate you and the work you're doing. It's, Thank you. It's really amazing. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just I'm just another regular guy who struggles and. Yeah. works every day to try to come up with ways to to keep going and to keep going contribute and because we do get far away from that innocence of our childhood we have so much nostalgia and we do want to recreate yeah and and thank goodness for children all oh, right the way they bring that right back into you and yep. when you have children around for sure you know 
Yeah. You're either completely annoyed or you're completely enriched. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah. So that is so true. Yeah. Well, Paul, I can't thank you enough for um, being willing to take time out of your busy schedule to sit down with me yeah. for our 100th episode. And I'm so grateful to be in this position. And um, this podcast has touched many, many lives and it's going to continue. And yours is going to reach a lot of people. And I want to thank you that you would spend time with me and, and our listeners to share your thoughts and your passion and your in your love for all of us actually yeah, thank you thank you everybody for listening yeah it's if, a great podcast i listen to it as well it's oh, amazing it's, it's really you. fantastic that says a lot coming from you um one last thing if people want to reach out to you and um what's the best place for them to not only reach out to you but yeah. also get uh, uh the downloads for peaceful piano my website paul cardall p-a-u-l-c-a-r-d-a-l-l.com you can message me i usually respond within a month yeah um and then facebook i'm on facebook too okay um instagram but wherever you like to get your music spotify itunes amazon pandora um napster okay no i don't know napster. <laughs> if napster's still there i'm sure you're napster on there is still there actually, <laughs> so. So. awesome well there you go guys please reach out to paul the music you are hearing at the beginning of this podcast and the end is from Peaceful Piano, and um, Paul uh, has allowed me to use some of his music for that, so I thank him for that. And uh, listeners, thank you for uh, being a part of this. Uh, I also want to thank our sponsor, Veracity Networks, for giving us this opportunity as well and helping us get the word out. And I love all of you. Um, I will end with one last thing I usually end with, is that the most delightful surprise in life is to suddenly recognize there's nothing wrong with you. So please always remember that. We love you. Paul, I love you, and thank you for taking the time. Thank you so much. <laughs>